for what you're doing in our midst. I'm so grateful for the generosity that you put, a, put on us as a people. I'm so grateful for the opportunity as we partner with Samaritan Purse and the Christmas Child. And I do pray, Father, for those 166 boxes and probably well over 20,000 coming out of this state alone, if not more. I just pray that each and every one of them would be a blessing and impact those children in Jesus' name. Uh, Father, it's just a little, it's just a little effort on our part goes a long way. And we want to learn how to do that even better, oh God. And we want to learn how to respond to you, to your call, and what you're asking of us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to celebrate with you, because I think I'm very proud of all you guys. I really am. I mean, as like Betty said earlier, you're so generous, and, and um, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. For, for me, anything over 150 boxes is just like, let's party, right? I mean, and so I'm, I'm just really grateful for that. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 16 where Paul is responding to a question. And he says, now regarding the question about the money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem, you should follow the same pro, uh, procedure I gave to the churches in Galicia. Uh, uh, Galatia. And Galatia was a, a, a region with many different churches in it. And he's telling them, just follow it. You know, take your offering. And then you might ask, well, what, what do you mean taking an offering? What's going on? Well, evidently, um, in Acts 11.27, it's referring to what's taking place there, or what was predicted there, I should say. It says in Acts 11, during the time some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up, stood up in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that there'd be a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. And this was, the, this, this was fulfilled during the reign of Claudia, Claudia, Claudia Caesar. This was fulfilled. There was a great famine. This is historically established. And he goes on and says this. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. This they did, entrusting their gift to Barnabas and Saul, Paul, to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. So when Paul was writing there and saw, at this time, Saul was, is, well, anyways, That's not important. This is important. <laughs> they take this collection, and so they're taking this collection outside of Jerusalem because there was this great famine taking place, and, and there was a tremendous lack of food. People, can you imagine when this famine taking place? Can you imagine what's going on? There was no money to buy anything. I mean, we see that all the time when disaster comes. We see that all the time in the third world countries. If you watch any kind of the, the clips on TV, this is taking place in our world today. But when, when Agabus stood up and said, this is going to happen, and then they saw it happen, they determined in their hearts that they were going to try to supply what they could to help the brothers and sisters in Jerusalem. And so Paul and Barnabas were traveling around and they were, people were just giving them money. 
And those were people just like you and I that wanted to be helpful, that gave out of, uh, they, had, they just said, we got more, so we'll share. And that more might have just been a little bit more, right? It didn't have to be a lot. It wasn't like th- these were people of, just like us, day to day. There wasn't enough to go around. Not sure what tomorrow would bring. Which creates fear and insecurity. And in some ways it could create bitterness. Especially when you see people that have things that you don't have. Especially when you have a family. It could create envy and hopelessness. Also creates within the midst of all of that selfishness. Where you begin to guard yourself and and you become suspicious of people around you. You start seeking your own good, your own well-being. All of those things happen when when you live in this kind of atmosphere. I would say, I think it's natural, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be natural to be fearful, to be concerned? When you have family and children and and you don't know what life is going to be like the next day, you don't know if you're going to survive or not. We're talking about it 2,000 years ago, but yet we live in a world where this exists today. So the community of faith determined they would be a part. And I want to say that Jesus has a plan. That Jesus always has a plan for us. Jesus always has a plan to to work through us. Now, as of late, we've been talking about using our talents, as Jacob talked about last week, parable of talent. We've talked about what what generosity and, and how to live out a life of generosity. And I would say this, generosity springs out of a heart of gratitude. Generosity comes from a place of gratitude. And so if you're of a mind, or if you're in this place where you can't see a good thing in anything, stop it. Because that is not gratitude. Let's just start with the basics. Those of us that have given our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, you and I have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, I got a lot of amens on that. I'm not going to go into my own world, but I can't imagine where I'd be today if I didn't know Jesus. I have so much to be grateful, as you do, because of who Jesus is. And it's because of Jesus that those outside of Jerusalem wanted to respond and say, we can help those people. And there was something else there, because Paul said, look, that is where the gospel came through. It came through the Jewish culture. And, they, and it's because of them that you and I have received this gospel. Would it not be, uh, uh, would it not, uh, uh, be unto God that we should help them? I mean, that line is in there. Yeah. And so they, beca- they, you, they, 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 they sprung out in this place of generosity, starting with a place of gratitude. 
And they would continue to gather money as Paul, on his, when, he, when he wrote there in Corinthians, he was on his last church planning um, journey. And he's collecting money. And he says, look, I'm going to send it. We'll, don't, let's don't wait until I go back there. Let's send it with the brothers. And we'll, we'll give them a cover letter. And we just want to be a blessing to them. And the church in Jerusalem, my understanding, was quite large. The need was quite great. And it wasn't just for the believers. My suspicion is it went to everybody that was of need. At least I think it would be if we were doing that. We'd say, hey, look. Let's, let, we'll, let's, we'll start here, but let's, let's open up our hearts. Let's open our hearts to the community and to those around us. So when you think about the community and what we can provide and what we can do, as we said earlier, we've, we've kind of, the watermark we've kind of set is that that we give one day's wage for this, this offering. But the, what really underlines that for us, which is more important than anything, is that you respond what Jesus is asking of you. And what even is more important than that, 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 that it comes from a place of you responding to Jesus and it has nothing to do with the amount and everything to do with the heart. Did you just hear what I said? It's more about the outgrowth of who you are responding to Jesus. I don't care if it's a buck. If you don't have it, I'll loan it to you. It's the heart. Generosity is lived out through an outflow of gratitude to Jesus from our heart. It's us saying yes to him. And there's all kinds of things that wants to distract us from generosity. There's all kinds of worries and, 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 and things trying to say to you, you can't. And I want to say, with a little bit of creativity and a little bit of thinking, you can. You and I can. You and I can. We can make a difference. We are making a difference. And we want to continue to make a difference. Many years ago, as, we, as I began pastoring here at the church, I started uh, pastoring a church here in 1985. It wasn't shortly after that, the Lord spoke to me and said, and this is what we're leaning in, we're taking trips two or three times to Mexico every year. We're... we're, at, we're, at, we're, we're Tony started the first church over there underneath a tree. And we were just doing the best we can to be supportive and to just be a blessing to them and what they were doing. And the Lord told me one day, he said, Daryl, if you will commit to helping them, Oasis will want for nothing. I went, really? Want for nothing. And I, I mean, I really heard that word. I, I don't know if I've shared it a lot over the years, but I want to say this. We have invested thousands upon thousands of dollars into Mexico over the years. I mean, we have. Time, 
energy, money, put roofs on buildings, added things to buildings, finished buildings, provided funds for this and that and the other things. I mean, we had to dig deep and we've done it and we were faithful to God. But I want to tell you, God was true to his word. He was true to his word. And there was a few times I would have said, what's your idea of wanting for nothing and my idea of wanting? (laughs) I did ask that question kind of down the road because I remember you said this is me, Lord. And he said, okay, so what is it that you're wanting? I'm going, well, I'd like a little more security if you don't mind. (laughs) But the truth is we made it. And the truth is God has always provided for us. And the truth is, we still live by faith today. We still operate in faith today. And we still want to be in that place where we live in a place of gratitude and honoring God in everything we do. As a matter of fact, it said that Paul, Paul was writing to the Roman church and he said this. But before I come, he's talking to the, the church there in Rome. And church there in Rome was, had... Um, Romans and, and Greeks and Jewish, they're together. And you'll, as you read through Rome, Romans, you'll see the mixture there, how he's trying to minister to the whole group. Because there are some cultural issues and differences. But before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take the gift to the believers there. For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Archea have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. And that's what we're doing today. We're taking an offering for the poor. Wherever Convoy of Hope is working, if they're still in the Bahamas, uh, down in Florida, wherever they're working, wherever that, we're we're just going to put it in their hands. And then whatever we can do to help Mexico to celebrate what's coming up. Well, like I said earlier, we'll um, talk to Richard about that and see where the greatest needs are and and put the money in that place. But that is what this offering is about today or this month. We see there's great need around us. Now, in saying that, every year it's going to be we're going to we're going to put it right before the Lord and say, where do you want us to go with this? This isn't we're not starting something here and we're going to just do this every year. Every year we're going to ask the Lord, what do you want us to do? It might be something here locally, which I suspect will come up, and we'll want to do this every year because we want to have a rhythm of gratitude that it moves us into generosity. And he goes on. They were glad to do this because they feel their own, their own a real, they feel that they owe a real debt to them since the Gentiles received the spiritual blessing of the good news from the believers in Jerusalem. They feel that least they can do in return is to help them financially. They felt obligated. And that obligation was done through the gratitude of who Jesus is. They were overwhelmed with gratitude because of the person of Jesus Christ and and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He goes on and say this, As soon as I deliver this money and complete this good deed of theirs, I will come to see you on the way to Spain. And I am sure that when I come, Christ will richly bless our time together. I am sure that as we come together and we celebrate and honor the Lord with our heart of commitment to Him, that we're going to see a lot of good come out of this. We'll see a lot of change come out of this. We'll see how it changes. See, 
Think about it this way. What we do here will probably change us more than it changes somebody else. It'll probably do more for us as a congregation than it will for somebody else. It is a double blessing, trust me. And here again, I want to to be very focused on this, and I want you to really understand, it's about your heart, not dollar signs. It's about responding to Jesus. It's about saying yes to Jesus. And sometimes when when Jesus says something to us, we're going, how in the world are we going to do that, right? It seems to me that Jesus is always asking me to do things where I'm going, are you kidding me? It's like a way of life. And I don't care. I still say, are you kidding me? You want me to do what? Lord, that's way out of my comfort zone. Right? Love has a name. And that name is Jesus. Love has a name. I want to go on record and tell you, we are Jesus people. More than anything. I, I, Jesus, you say it, I want, to, I want to live it and believe it. I want to become it. I want to be all I can in Christ Jesus. And I want to tell you that there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. And in that name of Jesus, it breaks chains and it breaks bondages. And it breaks the things that the devil and the enemy and the world out there want to come in and steal, kill, and destroy. It breaks down the work of the enemy. It brings light into darkness. It changes us. When we say yes to Jesus, it breaks down the barriers that keep us bound up. Are you saying, Daryl, that if I say yes to Jesus and do this, it's going to change me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime you and I say yes to Jesus, anytime we say, I'm doing this by faith, Lord, it changes us. Trust me. It changes. And we need to be changed, don't we? How many of us, right here, be brave. How many of you want to stay the way you are? You're, all, you're getting ready to go. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, even, look, somebody asked me the other day, how's things going? I said, right now, life's good. I mean, we, you know, life is life, and there's always, but overall, life is good. My late relationship with God is great. I got great grandkids. I got great kids. Well, I want to slap them a little more, but that's okay. Anyways. <laughs> but in the name of Jesus, I can, go, I can go before the Lord, and I can say, Lord, I want, well, let's talk about this. Because in the name of Jesus, there's power that changes things. You can go. You can come to the Lord and say, in your name, Lord, help me with this. In Jesus' name. It breaks bondages. It breaks down barriers. Jesus does that. Jesus. And he does it in the midst of community. And when you, when you come into that relationship and understand that is what Jesus does, you begin to taste the freedom and the liberty 
So I, as I think about what's going on in, in Jerusalem and what we're going on in our own world and the things that we're, we are approaching to do today and, and want to continue on to do, to live a lifestyle of, of gratitude that, that is lived out in generosity in so many ways. So many ways. Finances is just one part of a whole part. So many ways. As we live to be free, and we understand that in the name of Jesus, freedom comes. That doesn't mean there's not tragedy in the world. It doesn't mean that you won't experience tragedy in your, house, in your life or in your household. But in the name of Jesus, we get through it. And we get through it pretty well. And I think, I think the one song that I think about, as I think about what, what might have been going on in Jerusalem with, 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 the, with no food or and all of that kind of... Do you think maybe they might have been singing Hallelujah? Do you think maybe... Because Hallelujah just means praise the Lord, roughly. Just praise Him. Do you think maybe in the midst of that, when, when those in Antioch and Galatia and they, all those who started cl- taking the collection there, that they're raised the Hallelujah on their behalf? Breaking down the barriers and the strongholds and not saying... Well, what's, what are we going to do now? No, God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a direction. Jesus has a plan for his church. He has a plan for us. Do you think maybe they were singing something like, I am going to sing in the middle of the storm. I know that everything around me looks like devastating, but I am going to sing in the middle of the storm. And you know what? When people tell me, hey, quiet over there, I'm going to sing louder. What do you got to sing about? I got Jesus right here. I got Jesus right here. Opened the door and he came in. Changed my world. Changed my world. And I became a Jesus freak. Yeah. Yeah. A real one. I'm a freak from head to toe. Six foot one, 230 pounds of freak. Right here. That's me. And I want to freak all over people. In a loving way. In a loving way. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Right? Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Let's have the worship team come forward. We're going to sing this song. We're going to sing this song right now. We're going to sing um, Raise a Hallelujah. We're going to sing it. And then we're going to take our offering afterwards. We're going to pray. And then um, we'll, we'll have what we do. We're going to have some ministry time. Well, why don't you stand with me and sing this loud? I mean, you know, like fill your lungs and let it come out in faith. I can sing loud when I want to. You guys ready? You may be seated for just a second. Um, Jesus will have the church 
that he predicted. He will have a church that's wholly committed to him. He said he would. And trust me, when he says it, it happens. What happens with us is we get to say, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of what you're doing, Lord. And so in saying that, we're not saying anything against anybody. We love the body of Christ. We love what God does historically with the body of Christ. We've gleaned from it. We learn from it. We move on. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the moment, it's you and Jesus. And then it's you, me, and Jesus. We're interlinked. We are Jesus' people. And so now we're going to take this offering, and I know we'll have money come in online. We'll have money come in before the month's out. But we always focus on a day where you just say, this is it. And so, Lord, let's just pray. Lord, we're in advance. We thank you for what you're doing. In advance, Lord, I thank you for those that said, I I don't know, honey, how we're going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I really feel strongly the Lord wants us to do this, and we're going to do this. I pray that your hand of blessing would be upon them. And Lord, would you help us to recognize the work of the enemy who wants to keep us bound up, wants to keep fear in the life of the church, wants to keep fear in the life of a a city or, or, or a state or a nation. Lord, we're asking that you would do something very significant with us that would please you and that would be example to others around us. Lord, help us. Help us to be discerning and help us to do it right. We say we need you. We need you in the midst of your church. We need to discern your voice. We desire to walk with you. Would you make that clear to us? And would you bless this offering, the offering of this month? And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have the offering bags go out. Yeah, but if you, you you have to you would have to put it outreach, and if there's a place in there where you can just say uh, um, November offering, we'll know. But it, online it'd be outreach. Thank thank you. Uh, we're gonna finish up. Yeah. Well, you might even need to stay there. Hang on. So if you're with us this morning and you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we invite you to come forward. We have a ministry team that will be up here. Uh, We invite you to come. This day, you could start that relationship. You're one prayer way of starting that vibrant, intimate, lasting relationship. You, too, can become a Jesus freak like me. Well, you won't be exactly like me, but... That might scare you, huh? You too can be like Christ. <laughs> and But, you know, if you're dealing with physical things, we, we, are, we are a community that believes that God answers prayer, and we keep fighting in prayer, and we don't want to ever stop praying for people. So if you're dealing with something physically, please come up and get prayer. If you're dealing with, with relational issues or, or you feel like you're being mentally attacked, and, uh, uh, if, 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 you, if, you feel, if you're dealing with depression, Jesus wants to break into our lives in such a way that brings healing to the whole person.
So let that be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. Come on up. Our ministry team will be up here.